to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts, uh, Ben Porter, Oi. Charlotte Porter, hello, and myself, Josh Hartley. All three of us have emerged from stasis now. <laughs> Feels um, like that, doesn't it? Yeah. What's been going on in the world? Apparently there's been a pandemic. This, um... A global pandemic. Corona? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we... we we kind of had a hiatus and it was not, in, well, not entirely deliberate. No, so we were streaming our D&D campaign. Uh, the laptop we were using to stream that all gave up the ghost. Uh, we didn't really have any contingency plan. I had to start my own business. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this this episode is brought to you by Ash and Hold Art and yeah. basically all future episodes will be... <laughs> For all your painting commission needs, uh, yeah. So I, I I've started um, doing a, a commission painting of base uh, basically gaming pieces, but largely would no. You've 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 got a commission for a non GW. Yeah. Um. So uh, minis coming up. Coming up. Watch this space. But it's mostly been forty k. Yeah. You've also done some of your own stuff though, I like have. the um the orc bust yeah so i'm i'm planning on entering a couple of pieces into the ed banger competition yeah. at the end of the month uh and that that's on the Evier metal facebook group it's mm-hmm. a really get, great group with some phenomenal painters on it uh fortunately there's a separate masters category <laughs> and because i've not actually like won a proper painting competition okay. i'm i'm not in that okay so i'm I'm not having to go up against like the Renaissance painters yeah. just yet, but even even in the regular categories, there's some phenomenal stuff. Yeah. So I mean, if if I win anything, I'll be elated. Yeah, I mean, like how how has the process of starting a business during all of this gone? Uh, surprisingly well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, the commission painting thing has been a bit slower, obviously because there's not really any tournaments going I mean there's a couple of small ones mm. but there, uh, there's not really any grand tournaments or anything like that which is as a commission painter that's really where you're making your money right is people who want an army to compete with mm-hmm. they're, they're very much about playing the game but they don't want to be bogged down with the painting uh, but I, I've I've managed to I've got a couple of great clients me being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot be bothered painting. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's kept me busy. So it's also give you an opportunity to hone your craft. I'm just thinking. You know, I, the, absolutely. You know, like you've got the airbrush. That's one of the big yeah. purchases you've mm. got. I, I've learned more about painting in the past two or three months than yeah. I have in years of doing it. Yeah. And I, I, I dare say that I've had the, the biggest leap yeah. forward in my painting mm-hmm. ability over the past yeah. few months. And we're going to be looking at ways that we can share that that knowledge and stuff. You're going to be looking at doing little sort of tutorial videos and things like that, aren't you? And I'm also writing for Full Hammer. That's now. right, you are writing for Full Hammer. Yes, second plug. Yes. <laughs> second yeah. plug of the episode. Yeah, so I've 
so far I've done two articles for Full Hammer. I have done a painting tutorial for uh, Night Haunt, which is quite pertinent because you've got the Mortal Realms mm-hmm. uh, part work out just now, which basically gives you scenery, a bunch of Stormcast, Eternals, and a bunch of Night Haunt. Mm-hmm. So on the Full Hammer website, we'll put links to these yeah, in yeah. the, the links in the description below. Yeah. Um, so I've done a painting tutorial, classic ghost scheme. I've called it. Mm-hmm. Because it's uh, it's a little bit different from the Games Workshop Black and Blue Night Hunt, and I've also done a review of the Warhammer Forty Thousand uh, Ninth Edition Starter Set, the Elite Edition. Yeah. Specifically. This is this is the mother bear of the starter yeah. sets. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the, <laughs> the mid tier one. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Because you you guys had a couple of games of that as well yeah. with new ninth edition forty k, which we'll probably talk about in this episode as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the starter set is basically you playing forty k with with water wings on mm-hmm. and massive goggles and a flotation device. You need that though. Yeah, because it, it it's a vast and complicated game, so it doesn't it doesn't chuck you right into the deep end. Mm-hmm. See how flawless this metaphor is. Just yeah. It's just carrying on. I'm bowled over. Yeah, you you look. You I'm, look I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to come up with a pun, and it's just not <laughs> happening. I'm getting really annoyed at myself because you're so dazzled at this metaphor. I know. This yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's not it's not full blown forty k, but it, it's introducing it by degrees, which is the the big success of this starter set. I would say. Yeah. Cool. The models are gorgeous as well. Mm. Yeah. As as we now come to expect from Gina. If I was saying to you like um it was actually about the part work, but just the starter kits nowadays are just so I remember getting the uh third ed Warhammer Fantasy with like the Monopose uh Lizardmen sculpts and Bretonian knights. And they were all identical, they were all yeah. little clones. Yeah. Whereas like the the Necrons uh, and the the Space Marine, the the infantry you get in them, each of them are unique. So it's it's a phenomenal set. Yeah. I think the Necrons in particular have like a ton of character to them now, like compared to their like, previous sculpts. They're, they're all kind of battered as well. Yeah, which they think, should be. Because one of their things, um, like as an army, is they can re they can resurrect their reanimation. Uh, do they still call it reanimation protocols? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because it's sci-fi, right? It's not resurrection. It's reanimation. Reanimation protocol. protocol. Yes, yeah. it's resurrecting. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, link in the description for that. So we we've not been idle. Uh, we've also been really busy uh, with house stuff. Yeah, trying to sell the house so, and and being parents. Yeah, and having a baby. I, be- yeah. I believe that. I make that joke every single time. It yeah. does. It does. I know it takes a lot of time. So in in summary, I'm back at work now as well. I actually started back work. That's right. The yeah. week of lockdown, so it's just been. Mm. So we did not mean to go into hiatus. It just so, happened. Sorry about that. Uh, time, <laughs> We're back. time just kind of ran away from us. Yeah, um, it's good to be back though. Um, it's 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 nice. I feel ready <laughs> to be back. But the the fact that manufacturing's back now, it feels like we've actually got stuff to talk about, and the fact yeah. that we can actually game mm. in person, albeit in a limited way. Because Josh is in our bubble just before anybody gets. Uh, yep. Yeah. We could have been doing this over the internet, to be fair, but yeah, um, I I I am uh, I am in their bubble, so yeah, I can. 
I can, I, uh, yeah, I can uh, play all the 40k that I want over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, trying to think, the, the last game that we all played together as a group was back in March. It was Gosh. back in March, and it was Life Form. Oh yeah, which is awesome. It was an awesome game, and yeah. we'll, you know, probably we'll probably revisit that at some point so that we can talk about it in a more fleshed out way. Mm. It's also been a long time since we should we play it again. It. I think now that yeah. things are a bit more. Um, and the, I, I think I need to play as a crew member instead yeah. of a life form. Yeah. Now that I've had a go of that, it felt it. I'll say this right. So, so for those who haven't um, come across it, it's a whole or nothing productions game. Yep. Yep. Um, Great company. Yep. Um, they, uh, you, it's a one versus many game. Yeah. Uh, you are the crew of a ship. Which has a life form on board and a horrible life form that's trying to murder everyone, and you as the crew are trying to get to the escape shuttle so that you can actually leave and survive. Yeah. Um, it is very hard as a crew member. Yes. Uh, but not in a bad way. Like I, I, I sometimes like people talk a lot about balancing games, right? Yeah. Um, I quite like unbalanced games. If I know that that's what I'm getting into, if you like know it's going to be, if I'm yeah. yeah, if I'm signing up for a difficult, like a, a difficult game, but for like narrative reasons, yeah. it's difficult. I'm gonna still enjoy that experience. And yeah. also, let like let's be honest, games that are easily solved are they quickly get boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I might take a bit of flack for this, but it, it, it's a fundamental problem with games like poker and chess, right? It's like they they've been solved. Ooh, I think you might get a bit of flack for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've said it. Yeah. <laughs> but we we were talking about this before we came we came on the on the air, and we we were saying that I I'd seen an article which which posed a really interesting idea, and it was talking mm-hmm. in relation to like lifestyle games, like you know living games, you know like Warhammer, Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. But it's you as a designer, it's not in your interest to create a perfectly balanced game. Yeah. And uh, it for a number of reasons. One, it, it makes it more interesting for the players. Some players might choose a faction or a deck because it's um, narrative, or it, you know they want a bit of a challenge. Or you know the other reason is you want the super competitive players to be constantly chasing that dragon of the best, yeah. the best deck, the best army. Um, and also, you want to change. Back. You want to change gears every so often as well. Yeah, right? exactly. It gets boring if one particular faction is always the top dog. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the new edition of Forty K is a good example of this, right? Like the the rules have been changed so that close combat is actually viable. Yeah, it's now. like a it's, well, it's like a key component of the mm. game now. And they, you know, like the like the trailer that they did where they had like the the blade guard veteran and the sister of battle. It was very like even even before they saw the rules, I was like, they're definitely pushing close combat. Yeah. And that's like, there's no doubt about mm. it. But that's quite different from the way that game's been played up till now. Yeah. I mean, pre- previously it was very much like infantry blocks shooting each other. From what I understand, I, ne- I never really played eighth. Ninth, the release of ninth has really got me buzzing for 40k now. Um, so I'm gathering my death guard army I've got my first game lined up on Sunday against uh, our man Tom Mannering. Good, good. Uh, I believe he's bringing Gene Steeler cultists. We'll see how that goes. I will. I will report back. Mm. You, you're looking a bit smug as you say that. 
I'm quite confident. I'm I'm quite confident my Death Guard will be able to weather the storm. I mean, they're tough. Like they're just yeah, hard to kill. That's true. So uh, you you're still not convinced about the the shiny new edition, are you? Well, no. I've I really enjoyed playing it. The starter set. The starter set, but yeah. playing it sort of confirmed my feelings around it already. Is that I do find it an intimidating game. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and as much as it was a starter like set, like information overload. Yeah. yeah. It, even like going through it, I had to every time I had to double check with you that I was doing the right thing, uh-huh. and it's maybe more um for reasons you know personal reasons I I lack confidence in being able to trust my own ability to do it. Was it arithmetic in yeah. particular? Was, and yeah. You don't you, you kind of take for granted when you've been doing it for a while how much arithmetic. Yeah. Is involved. I'm not very good with arithmetic anyway. I always yeah. have to count out blocks and I know that you know I always get quite self-conscious about it but um, I do feel that it can be quite a, an isolating game I would say I really enjoyed playing through the it's beginner certainly a sets. steep learning curve yeah I really enjoyed the, the way it taught you you know yeah, we, we very played well the first structured. five yeah. was it the first five campaigns and do you know do you know what was funny because like um, on Fohammer my, myself Trevor and Rob we were each given one of the three different starter sets to review okay and there's things that like one of us said was great that the other said was terrible right um, like for me like the, the 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 big thing that I was really impressed with was the elite manual mm-hmm. and the fact that you would have like building instructions sure and then immediately after that here's a scenario to use that thing you just built that's really cool I like so, that. so you're not having to build everything yeah. right away mm-hmm. like I think in the elite manual certainly it tells you build the necrons and build the space marine intercessors so mm-hmm. you're just playing the rank and file stuff yeah but yeah sorry you actually build the space marines first mm-hmm. and that's worth noting because they're a lot easier to build than the necrons were yeah the neck I'm, I'm looking at them right now on your shelf they look fiddly they're kind of spindly they still go together well yeah but, um I, yeah I, I broke at least one of them trying to build mm-hmm. them um, but so I liked that but Rob in his review of the command manual mm-hmm. said that he found it really annoying that the instructions were in the manual I but is, is that because he's an experienced player well, that's what, what, what who is that game targeted at who is its audience yeah I'd, I'd I don't know if uh, you know he maybe considered that maybe he just personally found that annoying mm. but for me personally I you know having looked at box sets for a variety of different system over the years it's a faff having lots of bits of paper yeah. about so it's quite nice like this is your one stop shop this will take you through everything and you don't need to do that thing you know like a lot of the games do mm-hmm. where it's like read this first and yeah. you read one book and then you pick out the one underneath yeah. and oh crap I was supposed another to, one I was supposed to read this first yeah so yeah it's, I, I think they've been well put together the the thing that really annoyed me about it was the the fact that you're supposed to use the box as a bit of terrain in yeah. the game uh, yeah I, it looks rubbish <laughs> sorry yeah. you just, thought that was a bit of a cop out didn't you well I think like for all the effort that they went to producing that surely they could have just included a sheet of like pop out barricades Mm -hmm. just you know just to illustrate how like cover and block and line of sight worked I don't I don't know why they did that it's a it's a lazy piece of design aye agreed 
It, it does. It does look pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I actually, um, I actually took a whole star off for that. Because <laughs> I thought it, it, that is Harsh. so bad. Harsh. The other but thing. Well, I mean, well, that no, that's not fair. Like, I, I mean, there, there were other aspects like. Um, well, I was going to say the thing that um, that I I thought was quite uh, an obvious omission was the uh, lack of wound counters. That's true. So the, there was the it was the box, the lack of wound counters. Necron's a bit on the fiddly side. Okay. But other than that, so it I I didn't feel that it was quite at mm-hmm. a five star set. Okay. It fell short in a couple of. So, Charlotte, you said it's maybe confirmed that it's not the game for you? Yeah, but I enjoyed playing it. Yeah. I think I, I enjoyed playing the beginner sessions. I think that would be maybe all I would be comfortable with. I think if it yeah. got more in-depth, I would feel more... Do you, Would you feel more confident playing something like Kill Team? Well, well we played quite a bit of Warcry. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoy Warcry. I just find that that's such a... It just seems a whole lot more intuitive in relation to how you play Kill it. Team, Kill Team's like a... a Touch more complicated than Warcry, I would say, but only like yeah. a smidge. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it uses the same stat line as forty k, and I feel that like, just the yeah. stat line. Like I, I, I would feel in that moment, I'd be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, and then I would look at the sheet, and I'd be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore, because just the line yeah. of numbers just throws me, and I know what everything is, but in that moment, I'm just like, what's the W? I feel like what's there the are. BS? I feel like there are there are a few numbers. <laughs> a lot of BS. A lot of BS. <laughs> All of BS. <laughs> I, f- I do feel like there are a lot of numbers and things on that 40k stat line that are a bit arbitrary now but I was saying this to you uh, Josh before we were recording mm-hmm. that I think this is one way that Age of Sigmar is better than 40k because it just gives you like it'll say to hit, to wound uh, your bravery which is yep. like leadership and your movement mm-hmm. and it's all rep- it, it's Visual, concise, visually, yeah. it's easier to digest because the way it's laid out as well. I think, uh, like, I think the, the, for me because I've been playing these games since I was, since I was a young man, mm. um, since I was a lad. I, I, I do get, I take for granted, like how potentially intimidating it is. Yeah. And uh, so for you, Ben, like, did did playing the starter missions wet your appetite at all for having a crack at forty k? Well, I was already going to give it a shot. I will say that I don't think I quite share your enthusiasm mm-hmm. for forty k. Um, as a setting, one of the things that I've always struggled with is to be honest. Not that many of the factions really jump out at me yeah. aesthetically, and I also struggle with the fact that there's not really any salvation. Yeah, it is. It is. It is grim dark. It is, but that, uh, that's exactly that's exactly the reason that some people love it. I feel, I feel like that it can be a little bit marmitey that way. I mean, like my my solution to that is just play a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I know there's plenty of hope for those. <laughs> but like, so so my feeling was that you know, maybe I'm just getting a little bit older, a bit more mature about this stuff. Um, I I don't feel like I can go around telling everyone to play Age of Sigmar without compromising a little mm-hmm. bit. So I decided to, I've decided to take the leap, and originally I was going to do Space Wolves, mm. but then I read up on them a bit because I I thought, oh they look really cool Vikings in space. Yes. But they're not. No. They're furries in space. Which is awful. 
it's horrendous. <laughs> like you know, like they've got. Like, Sorry, furries. Yeah, like, nothing against furries. They've got like. Uh, well, hold on. I... Yeah, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> they've got they've got like uh, like canine teeth and they eat raw meat, and they like sniff the air and stuff, and mm. it's just like oh that is, that is so just ruined it for you. Yeah, that's the worst. So I ditched them, and I thought salamanders look pretty cool. They do. They love they 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 love a bit of fire, which we know uh, links in with your age of Sigma. But a conceptual symmetry there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also the fact that they actually enshrine the virtue of self-sacrifice and of protecting the weak. So it's the closest thing you actually actual, have. Actual bona fide good guys. To a good guy, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm going to be playing salamanders. Yeah, and you've made a start on them, and they look awesome, even with just like the literal base coat on so I can't wait until they've uh, they're finished so I think I think the plan is because because I'm quite busy balancing out like working the baby in the house move I'm just going to get like a kill team ready yeah initially yeah. and I think we're maybe going to start a wee narrative yeah. campaign yeah get a get a bit of death guard on uh, salamander violence yep. on the go so a few, few game of kill team and uh, I'll, I'll take it from there. We might have a crack at the Crusade rules for 9th edition because I yes. think that's the most exciting addition for me, that whole new different place well, where the, you they, can level up your guys. Yeah, they've kind of taken a leaf out of Warcry's book here, right, with the Crusade mm. thing, where the idea is that you you can essentially embark on your own little crusade and play along and play like with different people. Because traditionally a campaign was you all agree to play together as a group over this territory or whatever. Mm. But Warcry pioneered this system where it's you have a quest. Mm-hmm. And as long as your opponent agrees to play in the match, the, mm-hmm. the conditions within the quest, it doesn't matter who you play against, yeah. which was an awesome thing, right? Because it meant that you could you could like develop your own little story mm-hmm. as you went. And so the Crusade thing is that. In forty k, yeah, I really enjoyed the Warcry um, campaign we were doing because uh, right enough we haven't that had got a chance. derailed. Yeah, we keep saying Warcry Wednesday, Warcry Wednesday. We haven't played it in at least eight Wednesdays. Oh, it's been a while. But we did have a, a I think we had maybe four sessions back to back, didn't we? We actually yeah we yeah a, a run mm-hmm. of playing it. I think we're close to like halfway through. through. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that. You absolutely scalped me in the last game we played. Was that one of the um, special ones? No, I, I don't. The oh, convergence battles. Convergence yeah. battles. No, so so the way I don't know if it works like this in Crusade, but in Warcry, you've got your quest. Mm-hmm. You get a bit of background saying like what your quest. This is what your guys are looking. What yeah. whatever, um, and you can get specific command traits and uh, treasures. Oh, okay. On yeah. This quest that you and it says that that's yours. You've earned it mm-hmm. forever, which is neat, right? Yeah. Um, but you have certain points along the quest track where you have a convergence battle. Ah, and you right. Cannot advance until you pass that. Yeah. So it means that you might have to take multiple runs at this, mm-hmm. but it also means if you're playing in a group, this is where the competition element comes right. in. Right. Yeah. Because some people can like go through their convergence battles quicker than others. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So be interested. I've I've not had a chance to read the Crusade rules yet, but uh, no, I I don't think it works quite like that. It, but there's like an element of like leveling up your mm-hmm. um, troops and like your characters will get extra buffs and that sort yeah. of stuff. 
So, um, yeah, we'll, well, we'll keep you guys posted out on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, like, personally, I've been doing, despite the fact that we've had social distancing in place, I've been doing quite a lot of gaming over lockdown through various different means. Um, we finished our Pathfinder campaign. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we finished it, and we, we had to move everything over to Roll20. Yeah. So Roll20, for those of you who are not aware, is a website and a service um, that basically provides maps, uh, tokens, dice rolling, yeah. character sheets, that sort of thing for RPGs. Um, so we had to move everything onto that because we could no longer meet in person. That was a bit of a learning curve, um, and like any day of the week, I would much rather actually sit down with people face to face. But uh, playing RPGs of the internet is better than not playing RPGs yeah. at all. And to be fair, of all of the the online tabletop gaming platforms, mm-hmm. Roll Twenty is by far the best and most refined. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Tabletop Simulator at all. Um, I, I don't know how much experience you guys have had with it. I've used, table, I've used Tabletopia. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. But you've used Tabletop Simulator. I've used that a couple of times, yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I don't I know, I just find, it. It, I find it really clunky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, Roll, so we, we, we finished our Pathfinder campaign yeah. on Roll20 um, and we had a little epilogue there. Um, Tom is going to be running us through a Star Wars Star Wars Edge of the Empire uh, campaign. It's like the Outer Rims, like yeah, Skullduggery. Yeah, uh, I have created my character. I'm going to be playing... Ben's shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head? Because I know the name, and it's like, every time you say it, <laughs> you, you absolutely end yourself laughing. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. R3 E7. Read. <laughs> That's See, why it's I was funny. shaking my head. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? Uh, but I'm, I'm playing an Ardroid. Okay. So I'm terrible in combat, but, but I'm good with uh, like an tech engineer. and engineering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And are you getting in character or are you just going to beep? So the, the way language works in uh, the Star Wars universe is everyone can understand everyone. So I, apparently I've been told I don't need to beep. Uh, I can just talk. Not uh, well, it's been suggested that I get a little soundboard <laughs> for key moments, like you know the good R two scream, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's, but my, uh, that's my go to when I'm feeling a bit down. Just R two D two scream compilation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some belters. <laughs> but but, the, but this is the good thing about the Star Wars role playing systems, right? Is that you can play a character that is absolutely woeful in combat, but you've still got a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. because we have been playing a bit of yeah. this already. Yep. In fact. So so you know what to expect. Yeah. Because I I mean I I was playing the engineer character. And we played yeah. It. I was a I was a mon mon calamari called Tendar. He's like a pre gen character. Yeah. So is it the same one you were playing, or were you playing a different? It's it's the same system, uh-huh. but we are. Uh, so this is uh, Dave is running this from Age Table- of Rebellion, yeah, from Tabletop right. Scotland. So it's set during the uh, the the original films. Uh 
yeah, it's it's between episode four and episode five. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're all Rebel Alliance dudes, and uh, I'm playing a pilot. Uh, you're playing like an engineer, and mm. we've got uh, Simon and John Harper uh, joining us as well. And of course, uh, Dave, David Wright of Albacon Albacon yeah Albacon fame and uh, Tabletop Scotland fame he's GMing Uh, so we we've been doing that on and off for like a couple months few months basically since lockdown started we had a a bit of a hiatus and then came back to it it's been good it's been great Uh, so that's that's more like uh, guerrilla style Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah, it's well. You're, you're members of the rebellion, so yeah. so uh, you're so you're basically espionage and scorched earth type yeah. stuff. So while I think the the setting and the feel of Edge of the Empire will be very different, it mechanically it's the same. Yeah, you, it uses the same system, but it's the 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 setting and the context in which the mm-hmm. characters are is is pretty different yeah we, we've actually like between us we've been doing quite a lot of role playing because I was just about to bring up the other one that we've been doing yeah uh, well, well hold on we were doing Frogs and Faerun yes D&D we need to finish that yeah, yeah. I think we're actually near the end aren't we I remember yes. um, Tom saying that that we were coming to the end of the yeah well that, ma- that, ma- maybe see see what he's wanting to do but I think it'd be good to get back on doing the Mm-hmm. an unlucky frog thing but we are we are going to be getting a new laptop yes so we we might stream that or we might just see how we get on we yeah. might just do it like ourselves and then like recap on yeah. here um, but the it was the Lash of Malak yep. was the story arc yeah there. can can people can people still find the recordings yeah oh. they should be up the ones yeah. that are there we uh, it was just a series of technical faults and then the laptop just didn't save the, the last this, form. This was also right in the middle of the lockdown, so, so there was unprecedented levels of traffic yeah. on the internet yeah. pretty much all the time. Yeah, Because nobody knew what to do. Yeah. Just Netflix. Online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun times. <laughs> fun I, times. I actually heard Netflix were asked by uh, the whatever European uh, Commission overseas, stuff like that, to reduce their bandwidth. During Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's that's how rigorously it was being used. Well, I mean, it's worked out great for for them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but we've also been playing in an Age of Sigmar uh, Soulbound campaign as well. We did, yeah, or we still are. Yeah. So um, that's a completely new system that came out um, during lockdown. During lockdown. Uh, it's fun. I like it. It's quite simple. I love it because it's set in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. I, I don't think I was ever gonna dislike it. Yeah. I think I think anything that allowed me to role play in the mortal realms, I was always gonna like. Yeah. But I mean, for for what it's worth, I do like the system. My criticism of the release is that they didn't release barely any actual pre-written content for it so no there was no there was no adventure modules that came out with the 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 core book and also the physical release i think we're not going to see that till like q4 yeah this year they were saying now uh so our buddy scott who's been running it uh has basically had to just write an adventure for it he's done a phenomenal job oh it's been yeah it's been great fun 
Fortunately, like he he's he's an Age of Sigmar fanboy like myself, so he does have a lot of knowledge of the lore and the setting. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, whether or not we would still be as enthusiastic about it if we didn't between us know as much about Age of Sigmar. I'm not sure because I, I would say I've still I've got like while I'm not as well versed in the lore as you are I still have like fundamental knowledge of yeah. what all the factions are and their place in the world mm. uh, I'm playing a Caradron Overlord so yeah. uh, I, and I've got like a proper jetpack steampunk dwarf with yeah. machine guns so that's quite fun to play and you're, you're basically a ranged damage dealer oh yeah uh, I'm playing a fire slayer rune smiter, so I'm basically like a dwarf cleric, uh, for the the war god, mm-hmm. the dwarf god of war Grimnir. And Tom's playing a stormcast eternal, so totally not space marine. Kind of, yeah, setting. yeah, definitely. They are they are very different in many ways. As much as people do make that comparison, uh, there are quite a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joe, uh, who's been joining us for this, he's playing a dark elf sorceress. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, magic-y stuff. And we've got understand. a name for a party now. We do, yeah. What, what is it again? <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are the Watchers of the Eye. There we go. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, the the last session we were playing just the other night there was kind of playing out. We do it. There's been a murder. There's been a murder. Thank you. I can't do the accent, so... <laughs> Um, so it was basically playing out a bit like CSI Age of Sigma, yeah. uh, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> so yeah, we do enjoy a bit of investigation. You're obsessed with it, Charlotte. Investigation. That's my favourite type of yeah. problem solving. I like mm-hmm. problem solving. I, I'm, I was during lockdown trying to clear out some of our board games. Okay. And I almost <laughs> got stabbed in the neck when I suggested getting rid of some of the investigation games. No. Well, you should know better, Ben. I know. I, I was a fool. Mm-hmm. I just like games that get you thinking. Specifically investigation, I yeah, think. That's yeah. your... Um, You'd love Call of Cthulhu. I know. That, the the I know I bulk of that is investigation. And actually... it's like, you, you, you're trying to avoid combat at all costs because wherever you're fighting, it's probably going to murder you. Yeah, so. yeah that sounds like, like my type of game. Well, we talk a little bit about uh, online conventions... Yes, so yes. This is a big one that's coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah, happening right now yeah. is mm-hmm. uh, uh, UK Games Expo Online. Virtually Expo. Virtually Expo is the official title, is L- it? Little pun there yeah, for uh, you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're, so what, we, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, keep an eye on all the news and the content yep. that comes out from it, uh, and we'll cover that all off in next week's yeah. episode. Um, a lot of friends of the show in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crafton Jones, Sally, she's in there, Mark McKinnon, yep. Rick and Rune fame. Uh, I think the Polyhedron Collider guys mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. going to be playing a couple of games... Uh, with, with some of the, the companies there. Hall uh, or Nothing doing anything Hall or Nothing, I think, are doing a couple of bits and pieces. I think, I think Bez yeah. will be doing something as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, if, you, if you're at a loose end this weekend, get along and support that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you all uh, coverage of, uh, of that next week. 
In terms of other online conventions, though, you already mentioned Albacon is Albacon. happening in October. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, online RPG uh, convention being run by uh, David Wright, who normally runs Tabletop Scotland. So we'll be taking part in that. Well, I'm I'm planning on taking part in some games. I don't know about you guys. But... It will depend on how manic everything is. Yes. For us. So, moving uh, house, eh? Moving house, uh, working from home, and having a one-year-old. Having a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and occasionally me to look after as well. I don't know who's more work, to be honest. I'm, I I talk back. I'm but not. I'm not sure who. I'm not sure who eats more either. As well, <laughs> but the good thing is, we can just leave you with Nathaniel, and the two years just sort of like. Oh, we do this game. We do this game where we slap the table. Basically, <laughs> I'm not joking. Really. <laughs> Amuses me for hours. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so Albacon will be happening in October as well, and we'll uh, bring you coverage of that at the time. And there's probably going to be more, I imagine, going yeah. forward. I don't think there's been any sign of... I know there was um, an announcement from Aircon that mm-hmm. there won't be an Aircon 2021, 2021 because um, the centre's still going to be a Nightingale. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so there may be, I think they're looking at alternatives for doing yeah. stuff um, and I imagine there will be more even some of the smaller conventions yeah. well Glasgow mm-hmm. Games Festival uh, which we normally like to go to I don't think it'll be I don't think that no. will be happening um, I don't think it should be happening no it's been it, it's been the thing I've missed the most yeah. um, the convention calendar I mean my family as well yeah but like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but close, then, second. close second no but like genuinely like highlights of my year are typically like going to these conventions yeah. Yeah. like I love going to UK Games Expo it's not, it's not even the conventions it's things like you know going down to Warhammer Glasgow on a big release day yeah you know, armies on parade like there's no paint competitions and there's a load either of the, but the thing is there's a lot of people that I see through through the year at these conventions yeah. I haven't seen them yeah. like, well, since like, last year like now. Sally from the Craft and Jones she messaged me just before before we came on the air and it was you know I was like oh you know, hopefully see you at the next convention whenever that's going to be because we, we would normally see her like several times the throughout year, the year yeah, yeah. but just because and you know she actually said like this weekend it would have been Tabletop Scotland exactly yeah I know so uh, I think in summary, uh, COVID nineteen sucks. It's awful. I hate it. Go away. But be sensible and be safe. Yes, be safe. Yeah. Yes. Because there there have been a a couple of small outbreaks with the schools reopening up yeah. here, mm. um, and whole uh, classes are having to isolate for two weeks. Yep. And this is like they've only been back a week. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I mean, I really don't see any more conventions happening for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I think I think possibly even that. I don't think it'll just be Aircon out of the the stuff of early yeah. next year. Um, because I, I was hoping to go to the Iron Skull mm-hmm. in February. Yeah, I'm not sure that will be happening. No. The other thing I've been missing out on missing just missing in general is playing Magic the Gathering. Like face to face with people because I do that almost every week. But very little interaction actually happens in those games. <laughs> anyway, right? so. We just give each other like a cold dead stare as yeah. we play. Is that you just saying that you just miss dominating people? Is that it? Well, 
Excuse me. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I just want to play this so that I can beat you and be smug about it. Yeah. I just want, you know, someone else to feel worse about themselves and just like feel that serotonin coursing through my veins. Yeah, I mean, I miss that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but like, in, in all seriousness, yeah. I, I, I'd normally go to Geekaboo in uh, Glasgow yeah, to, yeah. on a Sunday to do a draft. That hasn't, hap- that hasn't been happening, but we have been keeping in touch and playing in various different means some on like magic uh, the gathering's various like online clients and uh, we've been doing a bit and this is going to sound mad when i say it but it does actually work better than you would think it does playing magic the gathering over webcam sounds kind of dirty already because like, <laughs> why that, like well there was, there was that whole thing of like um i First of all, I'm going to preface this by saying I never played it. I never did it, so I cannot confirm this. But um, Uno on Xbox Live. Okay. Like back in the day, that had a reputation. A reputation for what? Well, not a lot of Uno was played. So, what? So, what was it just. It's just like guys beating off and stuff like that. Oh my god! Yeah. No one's got their dick out yet on Magic the Gathering webcam. Yeah. Um, Remove the word yet. Should just be ever. I hope it never will no, happen. You know, I, I mean, I, like, there's a good chance because a lot of these people have been locked up alone <laughs> for uh, several months now. I mean, I'm one of those people and I'm not <laughs> feeling the need to, like, just... Just, you know. <laughs> just like, like, right, let's just get this over with. Okay, guys. Just cut through all that awkwardness. Um, no, we haven't been doing that. We've actually been playing Magic the Gathering over a webcam, and it works better than you would think, Ben. Uh, just that anyone mentions webcam, you're like, oh, aye, webcam, eh? People use webcams for legitimate things. See if you just said on Skype or something, it'd be fine, but it's that. Well, strictly speaking, over Discord, but yeah. Webcam. Someone mentions that, you think, okay. I think that says more about you. Than it does about anyone else. Maybe. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> you, Thank you. You just love to do the devil's advocate thing, don't you? Just chop a grenade in there. I don't know. I think Charlotte has a point, though. Like the, 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 anyway, we've, 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 that's how we've been playing it. So it's been. Good I, just, to... I just wanted to shoehorn a weird story about and you Uno did. in and there. You did. And that's I fair. It. I got it in there. <laughs> I don't understand because there's no like there's no camera element to. Xbox Live Uno, right? No, there used to be. Oh, okay. It used to be, like, on your Xbox, you could have, like, a little camera. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's flawed. And it was, um, um, it was Fap Town. So, day, so, hold on. How, so, how does it... There's surely some sort of etiquette to it. Well, I think you can't it, just I rock up it, to an Uno table and get your genitals out. I think, I think the etiquette in Uno was that, right... We're not here to play Uno. I think it was that kind of thing. You well, know? you seem to know more about it than anyone else, Ben. I'm curious as to how you. No, well, know I just, about it. I just know like what the rumours were. <laughs> like, and I did so preface this. Was it just dudes beating off with each other, or like allegedly? I'm not able to confirm. Guys, that. guys, let's get back on topic here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want. Why to have did this they do discussion. it through Uno? Why Enough. not just like any other webcam client? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
Wow. I just like people you like know, a bit of risk. I just connected the dots, okay? Moving on. It was like <laughs> webcams, beating off, card games, Uno. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing. Um, yeah, uh, but the way uh, it's been nice to keep in touch with the guys from Geek. Yeah. Is the long and the short of it. And there we are. So, I. <laughs> with uh, no one was playing Uno. No one. There was no Uno <laughs> to be had. Nor I, will I, there be any Uno. I like Uno. I feel we need to reclaim Uno. Those guys from like Uno as the well. The filthy, filthy people on webcam. Do you think they did it because it, Uno means one and when you're masturbating it's just by yourself? So. I don't know why. <laughs> Is that the, the sort know. of secret code behind it? I don't, I've I cracked don't, it. I don't know I'm how this works. I don't know why it was Uno. I'm going to have to cut so much of this episode. <laughs> Oh, well, this is like uh, Patreon content. It's Patreon content. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Another masturbation conversation with uh, Unlucky Frog. Maybe we could have like a segment, just call it Masturbation Corner. I don't want to go to Masturbation Corner. <laughs> Get in the corner. No, I don't want to. Whenever it. you talk Smells. about it, whenever you're refer- <laughs> you referring to anything. Of that nature, I'm just going to put you in masturbation. Oh, but corner. that's like nine out of ten of my jokes. <laughs> masturbation corner. Yeah. Are we going to end the episode on that masturbation corner? <laughs> Is that the title so, of the episode? I've no, sent we, everyone we need, away. We need to bring it back to like actual yeah. gaming stuff. I suppose what I've realised listening to you is, is I haven't done much gaming over this oh. time. And I'm a bit sad by that. We need actually. to fix that. Yeah. Do you know, we've actually got a pile of games that we need to, to work through that have been sent to us by some publishers. We need to go back to Little Town. <gasps> Little Town. Yep. Life form. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got Shadows of Killforth. Yes, yes, we do. The Artemis Project. Yes. And I think there's maybe a couple others. What I did uh-huh. want to play, because it's just it was sitting neatly above the cabinet and talking about investigative games, Holmes and Watson. Yes. I would like to play that. We could play that. We could play that right now right now <laughs> let's do it Charlotte's making a really excited little face so. yeah and on that little note then yeah, on so a, a much more pleasant civilised note much more uh, wholesome though yeah so thanks for listening to us and it's good to be back yep. and uh, we won't keep you waiting as long we'll be back next week for coverage of UK Games Expo online Virtually Expo. Virtually Expo. Yeah, there we go. Virtually Expo and the Warhammer Twitch reveal. Yep. As well. So we'll be chat. Hopefully, we'll have lots of uh, exciting bits and pieces to talk about. Um, In the meantime, if there's anything that you think we should be covering that we've missed, drop us a line. Yep. Always happy to hear from our our lovely listeners. Yeah, exactly. Right, guys. Well, with that note. Thanks for listening and take care. Catch you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>